0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Eververse update that hit the the news feeds of everybody on june the 19th if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live probably live right now twitch.tv slash say no to rage if i'm not live click follow if you're watching on youtube you can hit like and subscribe that helps me as well so luke smith addressed the community on june the 19th i'm recording this on june the 20th pretty significant blog post about updates coming to the eververse on september the 17th which with the next season and with shadow keep a lot of this stuff isn't just touching the eververse but touching the rest of the game so it's very exciting especially if you go back and watch some of the videos and conversations we've had about transmog as well as just ways to motivate more purchase in the eververse in general so i'm very pleased with this announcement i'm going to go through and read it so that's the first thing we're going to do what are they doing i'm going to read you his nice little summary at the bottom it's a too long didn't read recap for twitter and then I want to talk about Transmog, how Transmog is coming to the game, and it's coming to the game in the exact way that I outlined in a previous video, so I'm excited to see that they're doing it in the way they're doing it. We talked about a lot of different ways to do Transmog, but their way of doing it, I think, is, is uh, obviously the best. Obviously, I'm I'm being biased there because it was the way that I thought it it should be done. And then lastly, move forward. Like, how do we move forward? What's this going to do for the game going forward? What's it going to do for your grind, etc.? I don't think this is just going to affect the Eververse and the micro spending on vanity items. I think this is going to have more far-reaching effects on how you customize your player and how you grind for gear. Excuse me. So let's just start with what are they doing? So, this is his bullet point summary. It's a very lengthy blog post if you want to read it, but I figured it'd be better just to read the bullet point summary. So, on September the 17th, first bullet point all Eververse armor, new and armor you've already acquired, is going to be converted into universal ornaments. So, all the Eververse armor is getting converted into universal ornaments next bullet point, universal ornaments can be attached to any newly acquired legendary armor, so it's got to be newly acquired, this is something that's getting added onto the armor, so it's just like a soft way of pushing you away from the old armor second, uh, third bullet point, bright dust is going to come from doing bounties not from dismantling things that you spent money on, so if you're wanting to get bright dust if you're wanting to have that currency for purchases on the weekly updates with tests, you're going to be getting those from bounties, not from dismantles, lastly Eververse items can now be pulled from your collections with Glimmer Legendary Shards instead of Bright Dust. That's really exciting, because literally yesterday, before they made the announcement, I was trying to pull one of the new Sparrows from collections. I bought it with silver, and then I was pulling it from collections because I wanted a 160 with Instant Summon. And I was like, I shouldn't have to spend Bright Dust on this. And lo and behold, a couple hours later, an update comes out that's like, yeah, you won't have to come September. Great changes, great updates. Lastly, they said before September the 17th, Dismantle all of your unused Eververse items to maximize your Bright Dust reserves. So these are fantastic changes coming to the Eververse, and this is not just touching what you might, you know, spend money on for vanity items. These are actually winding up with community requests. People have wanted to be able to customize you know, their character. And they gave good thought process behind why Eververse Armor was traditionally having not so great roles. They didn't want you getting god roles from the vanity store. So everybody that's been giving them, you know, beef and pay to win criticisms, you don't even actually understand what they've been doing for the past, I don't know how long it's been that way, probably since Forsaken came out maybe before, they were very intentional about making sure Eververse armor items did not have good rolls, but the problem with that was you'd finally get a dope looking piece of armor and it wouldn't have very good perks on it, and that was again because they didn't want you going and buying god rolls from Tess, they wanted you pursuing them out in the world. This seems that this will actually, I think, make the Eververse more popular. So let's talk about kind of the two ways this is going to affect the game. First and foremost, let's talk about transmog. If you're like, what the heck is transmog? Transmog is something that is in Diablo 3 and other games where you can basically say, I love this armor's stats, I think this armor is dope, but I want it to look like that armor over there. And I have that armor over there, but it's perks and stats suck. And you take the appearance properties and you apply it to the armor. I was always against transmog because I want to have a pair of gauntlets from the raid, raid perks, enhanced perks, whatever, and when you look at it you need to know these are gauntlets of the great hunt. These have come from a specific location, and then in a previous video I said, I would be okay with them doing transmog as an ornamental system so when you inspect my gear, you know what its name is, you know where it came from you understand why it has the perks that it has but then you can clearly see, oh, he has an ornament on it that makes it look like Tangled Shore Gauntlets instead of Gauntlets of the Great Hunt and that's literally what they're doing. Now I don't know if they're going to allow you to do it with all armor if it's just Eververse armor, that's a little disappointing but then again, if you really really want armor to look a certain way if they add more things like the menagerie, you should be empowered to pursue a pair of gauntlets with the role that you want. I would like to see them extend this to all gear. So if I get a pair of raid gauntlets, but I don't think they look as cool as gauntlets from the EDZ or something, doing that ornamental system would be a great way to empower me to look the way that I want. I'm not sure if they're going to expand it to, you know, to other items this actually is good because it fits within the existent framework of destiny one of the reasons I was against transmog is I try to promote ideas that both give the player what they want but also honor the identity of destiny and I didn't feel like transmog really honored the identity of a loot pursuit loot grind game where the items have an appearance and a name and maybe even sometimes lore behind them and just changing their appearance willy nilly I was not in favor of and I think this is a great way to give both the community what they've been asking for but while also honoring the identity of Destiny and helping it to expand and evolve past where it is right now. This also is going to softly push you towards wearing new armor. It says in the update, these... This, this ornamental option is only on newly acquired legendary pieces of gear. So if you're wearing stuff from year one, year two, this is a soft push away from that. I hope this is an indication that maybe they're going to be doing that in other ways as well with the weapons themselves, more perks, more mods, more expansion on those, more customization to softly push you away from Ikala's shotgun, Midnight Coup and other year one weapons. I don't mind people using year two stuff if you're using stuff from the Menagerie, if you're using stuff from the Forges. I think that's totally fine to get a little bit more time out of that. But year one stuff really needs to get left behind. So let's talk about that at the end here, moving forward. I know people get tired of me banging on the drum of like we need to leave gear behind, but I think this is the right way to do it. Strong arming people into doing it. I know isn't very isn't received very well But if it's sort of done in a passive and incentivization way I think it's a more healthy way to move people toward the new gear and toward the new stuff This could also just be one piece of pushing us towards new gear. There could be other things coming This could be in line with a thematic push in September to say not only is the armor changing The weapons are as well and you're really gonna feel that like ah not only only is it going to make you want to put down old stuff, but one of the things I made pretty clear in my raid review video was that the raid gear is not good enough, it's not strong enough, and I hope they really see that and really start to deliver really strong, really winsome, and incentive-driving guns and gear in the endgame of Destiny, so this is one piece of that thrust. I I hope that we have more updates going to September to really outline, why am I going to use the new gear in September? We just got a bunch of dope gear in Menagerie, what's going to push me toward using something else? This also shows just how significant things may be changing when it's just Bungie only. A lot of people I think are maybe overstating the case. They're like, oh my gosh, now that Activision's out of the picture, look how great Bungie's being with their micro-spending vanity store. I think it's twofold, I do think Activision was probably being restrictive, maybe not being like domineering micromanaging, but it's one more layer of decision making that you have to go through that's no longer present, and on top of that, I also think when they jettison the relationship with Activision, putting Luke Smith in charge has given them a unified vision. If you read any of the old leaks, any of the things up to this point that have given us an inside look into Bungie's development process, it's pretty clear there's been some dissonance some dysfunction and some creative differences within the company that's why when all the people were leaving the company recently I told people this is not a cause for alarm this is more than likely part of the process of getting a unified vision and I believe we're seeing that now every time Luke Smith has been addressing us it seems to be very 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 good news the ViDoc the interviews at, at E3 and now this update to the Eververse they are unifying the vision and casting that before us like this is where we're going this is where we're heading I would love to see all NPCs and loot pools updated as well. That would be more grind for us, more cosmetics, more loot to chase, while also creating this system of feeling more driven to spend money in the micro-spending store. I don't mind Bungie promoting the vanity store and getting us to spend money, and I said in a recent video, if I could go to every NPC and have a seasonal reward, a seasonal rank up, where I'm getting an ornament for the EDZ armor. EDZ armor doesn't need to change, just add ornaments, do an ornamental system to where I have a reason to rank up the EDZ. If that happens across the entire game, when I look in the vanity store, I'm way more likely to spend money for a couple of reasons. Number one, you're kind of grooming the player to think in that way, to have that freedom of customization, and even more so, it's nice to know if I buy this awesome looking chess piece, I can always equip it. I can always make myself look awesome no matter what I'm wearing, no matter what perks and gear I find or grind for, this money is permeating through my experience and staying with. With me that's a great way to honor the consumer and it's a great way to have value transmission to somebody when spending money in your vanity store so this is all good news from where i sit and we're going to transition to q a so if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can probably catch me live right now twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all my content I appreciate your listening and watching please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question-and-answer session that followed my talk about the Eververse update, how exciting it is, good news from Luke Smith that hit on June 19th. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash 2 rage If I'm not live, click the follow on the Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me as well. So you're going to jump right into the questions. Going to be playing some menagerie, going to get a couple powerful drops, and then we are going to be jumping into the hand cannon grind, not sure if that's going to make it into the Q&A though, we'll see to see if I get any good rolls first question from Ensaladino says do you think Destiny should have a season pass like Fortnite style, that makes you gain silver or bright dust you could actually buy something for cool from the Eververse, if they can get everybody in a really really good mood about Eververse, which I think Luke Smith announcing this really really early on is a way for them to do that I would say that they they could do a book that was one of my ideas right and it wasn't my idea people get so tired of me saying that i'm not trying to act like i'm the only one who has these ideas but when fortnite put out their battle pass i was like dude bungie needs to do this with their uh with their Eververse. they did it first they had the books for srl that were optional and gave you extra stuff it's like, they need to do that with the Eververse. I would buy a seasonal Eververse book if it gave me a grind, things to do, things to earn. It'd be perfect. And with the new switch that Luke Smith outlined, I think it'll put people in a much better mood about the Eververse and maybe be more receptive to something like that. If people start to think of the Eververse as this complimentary vanity store that if you earn a chess piece or you earn a dope helmet or you buy a dope helmet or chess piece you know that that value is as I said in my talk, it's permeating it's always coming with you right? It, you, can, you, can, you can attach it to any piece of armor, you're never limited by it, you're never limited by it's bad rolls because everybody's like, oh it's pay to win they put intentionally not so great rolls in the Eververse up to this point, which was to protect against a go by a god roll from Tess situation but they also did it because you know they wanted us to feel like grinding for loot in the real world was where you got the best roles but then the problem with that was you'd go and see like oh man that armor is so dope then you wouldn't want it because they put bad roles on it so i think this is a great great move and it could empower them to say hey now that everybody's really happy about the eververse we're introducing a new idea to guarantee you getting all the vanity items every season we're introducing a eververse season you know season bu- seasonal book and you buy it, and that season stuff's all in it. As long as you're playing day to day, week to week, you would get all the stuff. That's guaranteed revenue for Bungie and its content and its its grind, and it it makes people feel better about the Eververse a lot of the times. You know, it, they'd be like, "Oh, they're really treating me with respect. They're li- like they're really allowing me to grind for loot and get the loot in a guaranteed way." Great guy says, when Bungie said the D2 would slowly absorb D1, do you think it would bring back the nostalgic feel of D1? Well, I don't don't know where they said this, that they're going to slowly absorb D1. I'm not sure. I've seen that quote floating around. I'm not actually sure how it was phrased and where they said that and what they meant by it. I could see them saying, let's slowly bring all the planets back. I mean, if Crota's end gets brought back because we're going back to the moon that could be awesome right I mean that could be a a really really good win for the community to go back to those classic places I would love to go back to Earth I would love to go back into Wrath of the Machine freaking Kingsfall, Fall man that th- that raid is so great and we know the Dreadnought is maybe on the horizon that, that's something that is potentially you know going to be something that makes a return since we, we had that you know, the, the end cutscene credits is apparently the, the order of the of the DLCs I think that you could have some good things in there, and I think that's the only issue, is the recycled content criticism, is, you know, people are gonna be like, that's, you guys are just recycling content, and we don't like that, and I would worry that, y- we, we don't wanna get rid of good content, and good content opportunities, just by being angry about the whole recycled content problem um Red Raptor is saying, I think they said it on their E3 panel. They were talking about bringing back zones and expanding on them with new areas. I mean, I would freaking love that. I didn't ask that question in my interview with them. So if they said that to Jeff Keighley or somebody else, um, that I think that could be a really, really big win for the community. Um, because in general, I think that good Destiny content is always good Destiny content. And the raids and even the strikes, you know, even the strikes from D1, there's some good ones in there, S.H.I.E.L.D. Brothers, etc. And a lot of those could get reimagined. You know, why would we be fighting the S.H.I.E.L.D. Brothers on the Dreadnought? They could be Siva fied They could be Nightmares. They could be, you know, they could be a host of different things. And it'd be really, really neat, I think, to have some of that stuff come back. Because ultimately what it comes down to is you're going to repeat the content anyway. So by now we haven't played those strikes and those raids and those environments in such a long time it would feel fresh and then it would just fall into the content loop the way that the menagerie is falling into the content loop the way we ran the forges etc uh, you i think we have to give them room to repurpose and reuse old places and old encounters and old bosses and as long as the content's fun and it rewards you for your time the way that like the menagerie does i think most people will celebrate that sort of thing Short and simple, do you feel leveling is fixed now from Ash and Annihilator? I actually have a video I want to do, and I'm going to title it, Leveling is Better. I still think there's things they need to polish off, so I'm not going to be like a negative Nancy, but I'm definitely going to be like, you know, you guys definitely have given us far more agency over our leveling with the Menagerie, and that's a good thing, and then you also have Ada, Uh, You know, you have two weapons from her and a guaranteed piece of armor from her, and then with the menagerie, you can pick the armor that you want. I do believe that leveling is significantly better. I will grant them. I will grant them that compliment. Okay, I will. A lot less frustration in this in this system. A whole lot less because you have agency now over when you get certain items, and that was precisely what we were asking for. Remember when I said like, why not rotate the milestones so you know what's armor and what's guns? So when you need a piece of armor, you can go for it. I mean, they did us one better. They're like, oh, we'll do you one better. We'll give you three powerful rewards from the uh, from the menagerie, and we'll let you pick what you get. Like, do you need a pair of gauntlets? Do you need a you need a helmet? You need this? You need that? Like, that's literally what I'm doing in this video. I'm, I'm targeting my lowest piece of armor. And I'm grinding for that as one of my powerfuls for the menagerie. It's awesome. So I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him that hat tip. I'm gonna say good work. But I'm still gonna say there's parts of it that could still be tweaked. In you know infusion, I still think is in a weird place, um, because enhancement cores are just an odd economic piece of the game. It still feels like a deadlocked currency. I. Overrode that, uh, I overrode that pain point because I had over 300 of them saved. And I was running out of glimmer and planetary materials. And I still haven't, I haven't run out of enhancement cores. So given that I actually did experience economic pain and had to like, you know, go and get stuff that I didn't have because I was infusing like crazy, that natural economic pain trickles down to casuals, I think in a healthy way and enhancement cores still don't. And again, it's a deadlocked currency that could be used in a significantly better way. So props to Bungie. They listened, gave us more agency and intentionality with leveling and people feel a whole lot better and that's 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 cause for celebration but it doesn't mean we're done yet it doesn't mean we've arrived i'm always going to request that the game push forward and and better itself always i will never be i'll never be satisfied it's not that like i'm being unreasonable and like i'm 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 un, like i cannot be I cannot be satisfied, like my arms are crossed mentally or something, but it's like, no, you can always improve, you can always make things better, you can always polish the player experience, and, uh, I think that is, uh, that's important. Novahands, hey Lono, uh, oh, this is a good question, I remember seeing this before Q&A, if Bungie continues to lean into pinnacle weapons, do you think their potential best-in-class performance could ultimately hurt the excitement of getting random drops in the game if all my best gear is acquired through quests doesn't that undercut pursuit loot pursuit to an extent i think what you're saying is a well-made point that adds to the argument that i've made just this week about the raid gear the raid gear should be stand apart they they, there should be curated roles that are unique and strong and desirable and that is i think a totally reasonable request to make because it's endgame gear, and I honestly think if you look at most of the pinnacle weapons, the Loaded Question, the Delirium, the the, um, the the when the Wendigo or whatever you're supposed to call it, the Wendigo, I think that they're creating contextual weapons, so you can't just run around with a Delirium or a Breakneck or a Wendigo or a Loaded Question and feel like it's just universally strong it is uh, it is contextually strong, and I think that's part of the secret. That's the secret sauce, is that if it's contextually strong, then you're kind of keeping it in a lane. And I think that's where... that. Honestly, I think that's one of the things they need to consider when they start thinking about curated roles on raid weapons and the like. It's, is okay, you know, can we can we create a curated shotgun or a curated hand cannon or you know whatever the frick can we create that in a way that doesn't make it seem like well if you don't have this shotgun all other shotguns are worthless um does that make sense i know it's difficult i know it's difficult because like you basically have all these all these archetypes that there's already best-in-class archetypes for hand cannon, shotguns, etc. This is where digging into the MMO, you know, sort of min-maxing is important. Because if you dig into the MMO min-maxing, not necessarily to the extent of, like, division min-maxing, but if you say well, this weapon gets this buff against these enemies or it does this or in this context is really, really strong. So like right now, people want the spikenade grenade launcher from Iron Banner because it's Void. So with spike nades and tractor cannon, it's really strong. So it's not always really strong. It has a context in which it's the best. And I think that's one of the things they need to try to do is reverse, kind of reverse engineer, if that makes sense. Go backwards where you would say, okay, you know... How do we make this to where? How do we make this to where we're gonna go backwards? Make a weapon that's good at X, and then you just build it for that. So how do I get the hand cannon? What's the recipe? I know it's Rune of Desire, but I want ranged masterwork on it. What's the combination? If we could get that in chat, I can grind for a couple of them here. Uh, that'd be awesome. I'll run the I'll run the reset. Uh Desire red green, okay. So desire and then any red, and then green. So if you're listening to this, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, what is this? What's what's? So we have red for boots, power weapons, and gloves. I guess we'll just do the one we have the most of, and then another green. And so again, we have that's helmets. I, we'll do the we'll do the sidearm. We'll use the sidearm one which is the uh, that this goofy-looking one called Rune of Cunning. Um, oh, wait, no, that's not Sidearm. Oh, no, I need another green. I'm stupid. Sidearms is Rune of Pride. Okay, so like that. Desire, any red, and then a green. Okay, so what we're going for is the hand cannon in the Menagerie with a ranged masterwork, and obviously we want... Probably outlaw rampage because I don't play PvP, and then that'll be the, the go to. I really wish they would have given it feeding frenzy. Another hand cannon in a game with feeding frenzy would be pretty dope. Uh, the warden's law is going to be hard to put down. It's so nice not having to worry about headshots every single time. Um, it's nice to be able to get that. So we got an outlaw zen, we got an outlaw zen. And that's not, that's not going to do it. So let me take the next question. Uh, Warble Sync says, I think the new changes to Eververse are great. Was wondering what effect this has on the Silver and Bungie being able to make money that way. I happen to think that people are going to more readily say that, I think they're going to more readily say that they're okay with, they're okay with the Eververse. Like selling stuff. Because, again, you have a permeating value. If you know, dude, that helmet looks awesome, I'm going to buy that helmet, and it always comes with you, I happen to think they've made very good decisions about you feeling like it's not that big of a deal to spend some money. Now, you know, emotes and stuff like that and Ships and Sparrows, I think are different. But I think really dope-looking armor, I could definitely see them really cracking off some dope stuff in there, and then you feel that you... You, you oh, I gotta spend some money here. Right now, it's like you spend some money, and then you're kind of like, well, it doesn't have a great role, or well, and then it's, I, I, it's, you know, it's only, it's only in this lane or whatever. Like, I think it's, I think the way they're going is really, really good. Uh, we got one with snapshot, underdog, and that. So, um, yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Oh, we should have gone for a chess piece before um, the first gun roll. That was a, that was a mistake because now I've got a 47. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, snapshot underdog's not good enough and we're going to run out of time for me to do it again. So, our grave says, hey, Lona, was wondering if you believe uh, it would be an appropriate amount of bright dust given from bounties once the changes are made in September. I don't have a good way of uh, of answering that. I don't have a good way of answering that I do have a prime let me get that prime if you guys want to stay in orbit I'll rejoin you after I get my prime because I don't know what the cost of stuff's going to be right I can't off the cuff give you like an economic structure to the eververse like well here's what each bounty should pay out and here's how many bounties you could get in a given week and then here's how much each individual item could cost and blah 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 I don't have all that in my brain so I think I think we have to kind of wait Here's the thing, I'm okay with it being hard for you to buy something with Bright Dust. If you can just go to the Eververse and buy everything with Bright Dust, and you have just an exorbitant amount of Bright Dust, and it's easy to get Bright Dust every week, we don't want to undercut their ability to have a a healthy vanity store. And I know people are going to be like, microtransactions have no place in a $60 game, and blah blah blah. Well... I do think they have a place. And I think if they're respecting the player and making changes like they've already outlined that are in line with player requests and player desire, I I think you can I think you can defend the vanity store and say, "No, this is good. They're treating us with respect. They're not they're not they're not ignoring our requests. They're not ignoring what we would like to have done." and then you can i think have a vanity store that is not only liked by the community but also sort of defended because when people are going to want to like this is so grimy and why is this in here i think a lot of people are like actually we think it's totally fine we feel like we're being respected by it it's there as an option and if i do buy something i feel that the value transmission is very very good um i that's that's kind of where i'm gonna land on it because at the end of the day it really comes down to microtransactions are going to be in games from here on out. So the question is not, is there some idyllic version of video, sixty-dollar video games that don't have microtransactions, right? I I don't think games this size with companies the size of Bungie behind them, I don't think there's a there's like a there's like a non there's a non vanity store non micro spending version. So the bigger question isn't, does it have micro-spending? The bigger question is, are they respecting the player? And I believe that with the changes outlined by Luke Smith, the answer to that question is a resounding yes. They are respecting the player. They're not only respecting us, but they're listening to our requests and they're implementing them. Yo, it's Rob C. What are things you are looking forward to most for September and future D3 since the split with Activision? What changes would you like to see going forward? Well, I'm looking forward to Eris Morn, honestly. And I'm looking forward to maybe some old enemies and some old bosses coming back because I like them. I think they're fun. I think they're nostalgic. Uh, I I don't have a laundry list of like weapons that I want to have come back, but I do enjoy those old bosses and those old fights. Uh, Beyond that, what I would really want to see happen and what I'd love to see happen with like D3 as far as like, what am I looking forward to? What would I like? I would just love to see a a new engine and dedicated servers so that we can have really large areas that I want Bungie to be able to make updates and create content in a more, uh, expeditious fashion and have something that has just more agility. If you look at the ability of, you know, the unreal engine and in games like Fortnite to update very regularly and update with, you know, with a lot of speed and efficiency. I just, I, that's kind of my hope for destiny three is like a letting go of the old dev tools in the old engine defo side do you think there will be more menagerie style content in the future love the show keep it the great work thank you i i do i think menagerie's been an absolute hit i played it once and then i went on and then i had to leave town for ea play and e3 and i said in my summary i did my um first impressions video while i was in la in my hotel room and, uh, so thank you guys for that really big day, that day of the Bungie stream was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was like my biggest offsite stream probably ever, I think like over 2200 viewers or something crazy. That was awesome. But, I did a video on, you know, first impressions of opulence, and I said that after just one time playing through it and thinking about it, I was like, this is the best PvE content they've ever built. And then Paul Tassi wrote an article saying the same thing. Then I saw Reddit posts saying the same thing. Then I saw tweets saying the same thing. And I was like, this is great. If everybody's agreeing about the content and how good it is, that communicates volumes to Bungie. If they check Reddit, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and then, you know, blogs and articles, and everyone's like, this is the best PvE content they've ever made. That's a really, really good unifying sort of unanimous opinion that'll hopefully then influence and empower them and embolden them to make more content like Menagerie. And more match-made six-man activities is more in line with a a quote-unquote like big MMO style game. It's more in line with that. Forza says, with the changes to the Eververse armor, turning them into ornaments, do you think they'll give the same treatment to shaders? Yeah, I mean, the shader system needs to be simplified. I shouldn't have to store shaders. I just unlock the shader. I should be able to go to any item and have all the shaders in that menu. Shaders do need to be changed. I agree. When are they bringing out cross-platform save? Uh, That's in September with the new DLC. Probably cross-save and the the things you need to do for cross-save will probably happen the week before. That's just a guess. I don't think they're going to want to be troubleshooting and supporting cross-save the week the DLC lands. They're probably going to launch that a week or two before to get the kinks out and make sure everybody's got their you know, got their stuff moved over. What's your favorite Eververse set that's going to be a fashion staple on your Guardian? I honestly don't know. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. I think there's so many good uh, there's so many good sets. Uh, the, the sets this season I think are cool. They're almost like Western sets, you know. They have this sort of you know. There's like a duster for the for the Warlock, I think. Uh, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff coming coming in the Eververse every time. There was a really, really cool Eververse uh, chess piece that I always had on my Warlock. I forget the name of it. Um, I kind of want to go and look at it because it was a uh, collections, let's see here, armor and it was a uh, would it be factions? Is that what the Eververse is considered? Is it considered a faction? Yeah, this one here. The Omega Mechanos Robes. I thought these were so great. Only thing I don't like about them is the persistent blue stripe, but I love that shoulder piece. I don't know. I love it. I think it looks dope. I don't know why. I just do. Um, And then I think it's this season that has the... It's like a duster. I mean, look at this. The... The liminal Voyager is like something out of Star Trek. The helmet, the Symmetris helmet is cool. It's almost like, looks like a spider. Yeah, right here. Duster of Cormorant Blade. That's just hot, dude. You look like you're about to kick in a saloon door and like shoot up the place. That is just freaking sexy. And then you got like the, the, the shout out back to like the classic warlock helmets from D1. Um... And then obviously I'm I was I was a fan of the the Vernal stuff. I'm wearing the Vernal chest piece right now. I'm a fan of that. The Intrepid Inquiry robes, again, given that duster Western feel, that th- this is just a win. It's just a good win for the community. It really is. Being able to comb through that many uh, that many vanity options, I think, is an enormous win. That, that transmat for Tigo Biddies was awesome. Did you guys see that blue sword? That was cool. Um, so, it's a big win for us. It's a big win for the community. Um, MXYK. Do you believe Bright Dust via Bounties is a fair trade-off for how we earn Bright Dust now? Currently, you earn the currency just by playing and dismantling garbage, whereas in the future, you'll be forced to, into three playlists to earn it. Full-time raiders and grinders simply won't earn much of the currency this doesn't feel like a legitimate criticism uh because if they make you go into three different areas you're saying they're making you well what about looking at it another way all three types of players can earn bright dust if you do strikes if you do crucible if you do gambit whatever like to me I think that's a win because you're given the ability to earn it if you want it nobody's forcing you to do anything so I think it's fine Commander Tyke, would you like them doing a season dedicated to factions and faction rallies? Uh, Yeah, like Season of Allegiance would be pretty cool. You know, you'd call it Season of Allegiance and you could could pick a faction and there'd be all sorts of different things that you would do for that faction. I wonder, though, if... People always want your faction choice to be meaningful but then they kind of don't. Because there's just this element of Well, if I pick future war cult, you know, then I'm locked into future war cult and I can't get anything else. I, you know, I under, I understand that frustration because you want all the stuff as a collectionist, as a completionist, as a collection person. Like, I don't think collectionist is a word, but you know what I'm saying? Like you look at all the dope stuff and you're sort of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do this. It'd be cool if during season of allegiance, like each month you could switch. So, and season of allegiance is just something I'm making up, but if there was a season of allegiance, it'd be cool if each month you could switch. So, for three months, each month you were you were you were tied to a different one, and then that would be a great way to make your choice matter because you'd obviously, you'd be stuck with, you know, dead orbit for the first month, which means that would be, you'd want to make sure that's the stuff you want the most, because you gotta wait to get, you know, the next that'd be how I would do it Leaner, officially a returning player of last night, I'm at 515 at the moment, which I believe is online with Forsaken power levels I feel like a chicken with my head cut off, what's the best way for me to get some direction to begin powering up uh, opulence introduced a, a quest to get you to 690 you just you get blue 690 items from doing the quest I, you know you shouldn't be that, that that low power you should be able to uh, jump all the way to 690 very very quickly um, so find that quest I believe that quest someone in chat could probably help me here who does he get that quest from doesn't he get it from warner or is it from what's his face in the tower? It might be from somebody in chat saying yes. So I think it's from Werner. Yeah, everybody in chat saying Werner. So yeah, go get the quest from Werner and get to your get your easy six ninety. That's what I would do. Get to your get to your easy six ninety. Um we have thirty six seconds to kill this witch. There we go. We did it. Red Raptor says, "One thing I'd like to see in the future of Bungie updating content. Do you think in the future it's important to keep updating content like the Menagerie uh, with new bosses, gear, etc.? It's such a it's such a touchy subject because I would love to see them do that with I would love to see them do that with the um, with you know well, the the Blind Well and Escalation Protocol and the original Forge from." Um, Osiris, I would love to see them do do some stuff with that. But it's like everybody gets all cranky about them reusing content. You know, recycle content. It's like, I, I think the alternative is far worse. Isn't it far worse to constantly leave stuff behind and never touch it again? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being too generous. Maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just a fanboy. But in my mind, the way I look at it is that it's worse to just leave stuff behind and never rejuvenate it. So I think I missed some subs. Party seventy seven with three months, Dupocalypse with 14 months, and White Light with six months, thank you. And I know there's I think there's room for disagreement here like I don't want an entire season or an entire DLC to be nothing but uh, you know to be nothing so we got a snapshot drop mag rampage That that's probably worth keeping um, that's probably worth keeping and we don't need the Zen Outlaw one so we can infuse that and kind of hang on to that one Dragon Tat the blog did mention anything about exotic armor. I feel exotics and its present day ornaments uh, stay static due to its uniqueness and exotic perks. So match made fire team knows what you bring to the fight. Well, no, no, no. You're not going to be able to change the appearance of like a pair of exotics and make it look like a legendary. That's not a possibility. Exotics already have their ornaments. They said the ornamental system is for newly acquired legendaries only. A Johnny the Cat King. Is it okay for Eververse to have unique weapons if it's in the exact same archetype as one that's in the current loot pool i.e. cosmetic only and changed completely unique look and a name you're you're describing something that already exists my friend it's called uh, ornaments they already do that you can just change the look of an item with an ornament so you're basically maybe asking for more ornaments what about just a hand cannon ornament right I want to be able to put it on any hand cannon that I own I want to make any hand cannon look look awesome. Subsistence kills partially reload the magazine from reserves and reserve capacity is reduced. Oh, that's kind of a dumb one. Um, I don't like that. I want I mean, I'm telling you Rampage Outlaw is just too good to not to not have. Um, so Beer pie says so do we delete all the armor from the eververse now and we'll get the ornaments still in september yeah as long as it's in your collections uh you don't need um you don't need to you don't need uh you don't need to save any of it it's going to pull it's going to pull from your collections for the ornaments uh odious ragnus hey lono sorry if this is off topic but uh did i miss Bungie saying something about disabling ghost shell drops on the tangled shore somebody already answered you i think you probably have fragments in your in your uh in your vault or something badland or you're capped out you're full and you haven't realized it fastest way to gain light i'm stuck at 720 milestones and the menagerie if you haven't done it and raids if you haven't done them uh, I don't want content I've already paid for in D1 to come back, and I shouldn't have to pay for that again. So if I came back, it should be free. Thoughts? No. Incorrect, entitled, and not a legitimate position to have. I completely disagree with you. Um, it's probably a good role for PvP. I think that if it's completely retooled and different, and there's new structures to the fight, and there's new gear to chase, your position's untenable. It's not... You're, they're not giving you Dark Below again. That's not what they're doing. I believe that people exaggerate this position. It's not like they're like, "Here's Dark Below. It costs ten dollars." That's not it at all. But if you buy Shadow Keep and there's places on the moon you've been before, or maybe there's a maybe they bring back a strike from D1 and they retool it and they make it different. You can't be like, "This should be free, man." What the frick? Okay, it's a four-year-old franchise and the seasons are going to cost you ten dollars. Go cry in a corner. I don't give a frick. Seriously. Um, it has to be rebuilt. It has to be retooled. There's new structures to the quests. It's $10. You know, I if they were like, you know, it's 10 bucks and it's literally just dark below and it's nothing new, then you may be able to make an argument. But I just don't think the position's even remotely tenable. It just isn't. Uh, it's... You're, you're not... You are not... You are not buying the same content. You just aren't. If it was, you know, 30 or 40 bucks, and it was just Rise of Iron, same mission, same dialogue, same location, same gear, I'd probably stand next to you and be like, what the frick, Bungie, why? Right? But if they're like, here's Shadow Keep and we're going back to the moon, it's been changed, retooled, it's twice the size, there's new missions, there's new loot, new things going on, and you're like... How much is it? They're like, oh, it's ten dollars. You know, you're like, well, this should be free, cause I bought Destiny One. Like, what? No. Hard disagree, and it's I don't think you can defend the position with any sort of good, strong reason and logic. It just sounds like this entitlement, you know? Shadow Keep's thirty-five dollars. Right, right, right. I'm not saying Shadow Keep. I was saying like seasons beyond it. Like if seasons beyond it rejuvenate old content or Rejuvenate old locations. I don't think you get to say, "Oh, this should be free." I already have. I already. I already paid for this. Uh, I-, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. I don't. And again, I don't think it's a defensible position because you're. It's the the franchise is four years old, and you're not buying one to one content. You're buying content that either reuses or repurposes existing you know, pieces, so... Um... So, I mean, the very beginning of the question, I don't want content I've already paid for in D1 to come back. It's not going to. Like, just because you go to a location or a gun looks the same, it's not content from D1. Uh, just enough. Because Lord of Worlds is busted in PvP, do you think of, what do you think of Bungie reverting back to the previous version? What was the problem with it before? I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I they they did something to they did something to the um release the hounds or whatever the frick, and that's I think one of the reasons it's so strong. It's just strong in general, like the range and the fire rate is just it's a real real generous gun. I barely ever play PvP, and I was kind of impressed with it. Just it feels real sticky and feels really really generous. Um, so okay, so I'm happy to grind the 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 the. Lake of Shadows if anybody wants to come in and drive and just run that really quickly because I'm out of the uh, I'm out of the Rune of Desire Uh, Forza says what's the point in removing things like the Thorn or Iron Banner emote from Eververse Uh, I finally have silver to spend but they aren't there Uh, what's the point of removing things like the uh, the Thorn or Iron Banner emote from the Eververse aren't those going to get rotated in I would think I don't honestly know. Killer Cam Cam with two months. Welcome back. Ashen Annihilator. I love the Eververse now and I look forward to the changes, but should they do better with the price points? The lowest amount of silver you can buy is 500 and the most ornaments cost 600. So you're forced to spend $10 to get enough silver. I mean, I'm not going to get upset about that. What that is, uh, is essentially they're they're trying to softly always have silver in your pocket. So you buy a thousand and then you spend 600. Well, guess what? Now you have 400 and you can't afford anything. It's I, I, it's just kind of smart business, you know? They're not they're not strong-arming you. They're not ripping you off. They're not being predatory with loot boxes. you know the new system is so is so respectful to the player it's such good value transmission that I don't have a problem with this and as wordy is saying there is stuff for 200 and 300 silver so I don't I don't necessarily think this is something to like die on it's just it's it that economic structure kind of pushes people to you know buy more stuff um so I, I think it's i think it's fine um i'm trying to think of the best thing that i could use to bake the boss with uh i guess 1k is always strong evil the waffler this season you can't spend bright dust to buy new stuff all the bright ingrams are year one i feel as a day one player there's nothing for me since i have everything from year one what are your thoughts Well, it's an opportunity for you to stockpile Bright Dust before September. I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but like given what they're doing to the Eververse in September, I think you can feel a little bit more maybe safe and just confident to buy stuff if you think it looks dope. I think the Eververse is just changing into an actual vanity store. And I think that that's okay. Having just a true vanity store where you buy stuff Uh, so, right. Well, no. Yeah. Macalac's making a good point. Yeah. You can buy new stuff with bright dust. I've been buying new stuff with bright dust myself. Yeah. Yeah. Evil. You're, you're missing. I think you're missing out on, on what's like, what's true. I've bought. Yeah. I bought stuff just recently with bright dust. I bought a, uh, I bought one of the new ornaments with bright dust. I bought a sparrow with bright dust. Yeah. Uh, Just enough with the Eververse changes and future armor mod 2.0 changes. Do you think inventory management uh, will be improved? If not, how can it be improved? I can't play without them. I think they're going to do what I said they should do in my loadout video. So I have a loadout video where I said, get, we don't need the vault and we don't need big inventory space. Everything is stored in the collections. And when you do like a loadout change, it would just pull everything from collections that's what I think that's what they're going to do. I think the Eververse change is the first, the first step in that direction. They're basically saying anything you buy from the Eververse can be basically used as an ornament. And so it's not in your inventory, right? And then beyond that, they're also, I think, going to do the same thing with everything else. You just lock it into the collections and that's your vault basically now that now you can't store like three versions of a gun that you know you got to make that hard decision you got to you got to go in and say this is the one i want to save and i think that's totally fine because it it creates it creates freedom it creates freedom and If you have that freedom, then you can't really complain about needing to, uh, needing to like, oh, I have to store only one, you know, if you want, and then here's the thing, no one's forcing you, right? No one's forcing you. If you want eight versions of a gun for whatever the frick reason, you could have one stored in collections and the rest just stored in your normal inventory. And your normal inventory would, would have those extra rolls and collections is there to lock in one, you know, your best role, your best version. So drop mags dangerous on a gun like this. Cause it, especially hand cannons is like, I always want to reload, but I need to, if, if I need to remember drop mag is so fast that I can probably afford to just never reload. Cause you just, if it's time to reload the gun will, and it's pretty quick, you know, just take it all the way down to empty. Successful Geek. Will they be adding any useful use of the gunsmith materials? I have no idea. Reliant. Do you think Bungie should balance the game proactively as opposed to reactively? This is like asking me, should Bungie make good content? Like, (laughs) of course they should do that. I mean, that's not even a question. Yes, that's exactly what they should do. And I hope that with a clear vision, you know, from Luke Smith, they can start to do just that. They can start to say these are the changes we're going to make to the sandbox these are the changes we're going to make with grind etc so that they're in front of the ball instead of behind it wordy i just got in i missed the talk i disagree with bungie removing the auxiliary currency side of bright Ingrams. bright Ingrams are now worth significantly less than they were since its value isn't transferable anymore you think they should remove their purchaseability at least to keep players from wasting money Mm, I I think you're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be able to sell them much longer because they're they're random, and I I think more and more games just are not gonna have something that can be purchased with real money that gives a random item. But I'm not concerned about a bright Ingram not giving you the currency. I'm not concerned about that. Again, I think they're making such a good move to honor the player and honor any purchases that you do make that we don't need to like balk at the fact that they've maybe made it to where you're getting a little less bright dust each week captain shut up says whatever happened to the storyline that involved allegiance to either gambit or vanguard what did that go away we'll see some sort of continuation of that story in september I don't know. They've not indicated anything about that. They've not said whether or not it's going to be, you know, a continuation if it's going to be coming back. So I don't know. Uh, Fat Adam, any thoughts on the new Iron Banner quest to unlock the new armor set? It sounds really long. Mm, Not worth it, maybe. Evil the Waffler. In D1, they did bring everything back up to uh, max with rewards, but it was only an Age of Triumph and thoughts that they will do that in D2 as far as age of triumph. In D1 they brought everything up to max difficult with rewards. Oh oh oh, you're talking about the raids themselves. Yeah, I mean they could re they could repurpose uh they could repurpose those. I think. Right? They could repurpose those raids and 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 re reface the 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 awards and stuff and bring them up to level like they did in Age of Triumph. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, Badland, would you suggest playing Iron Banner for light game or should I stick to PVE? I mean, Iron Banner has an awful lot of powerful bounties, man. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. There's the daily crucible. There's the weekly crucible milestone. By the time you're done with those, unless you're a total potato, most of the bounties will probably be about half done after five games. You know, 10, 10 to 15 games if you're, if you're having a hard time to get most of the bounties done. That's a lot of powerful stuff. You know, Bumble Seventeen. Do you think going forward, factions will be replaced with a more developed versions of Allegiance Quest, pledging allegiance to another, you know, Drifter Nine Vanguard Callus? No idea. Four months from Kush. Thank you. Um, we've had a lot of questions today asking me to speculate about things I have no way of speculating about. Is Faction Rally ever coming back? I have no idea. Is it going to come back in this way? There's literally no way for me to even guess. I I don't I don't know there's no information in the game right now and there's been no communication from Bungie to hint in either direction, so no lives for collections, do you think maybe the first roll in collections is your first drop and if you want to change it, you have to pay around 5k glimmer and then every time it goes up wanting to change it I don't think it needs to go up no, I don't think it needs to go up I think that um I, I think that locking in a role, locking in a role is something you should just be able to do as a function of the collections. And the reason that I would say it shouldn't cost anything or get more expensive over time is because for all intents and purposes, I could just store the dadgum thing in my vault, right? Why add a pain point to storing an item in collections? It just doesn't feel necessary. I don't think it feels necessary. I think that I think that feels uh, unnecessarily painful because what are you really charging them for? You're like, well, we're going to charge you a currency and it's going to get more expensive. Well, why? Uh, you know, because you're not putting it in your vault. A lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to put the stupid thing in my vault then. It would shut down the entire benefit of having a collection that can have rolls locked into it, right? It's like, well, I got lock it in. Uh, or... I could just put it on my vault. Or a lot of times you can treat your, you know, whatever character you're not presently using as a pack mule. I just slide stuff over to my other characters, right? When I'm in Dim, I'm just like, here, take this. And I just move and shuffle stuff around. And as long as I have a couple of slots open in my inventory, I generally don't care. I'm like, okay, we're good, you know. And that ultimately would defeat the entire purpose of having a collection lock in system, I think so that's going to do it for the questions if you're here live and you've enjoyed the talk don't go anywhere click the follow button that supports me I'm just going to keep grinding for these runes if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always tune in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage or follow me on Twitter at as with all of my content I appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe